Would you pray with me? Holy God, by your Spirit, reveal your radical, surprising love. Come to us through your Holy Word, and let us hear what you are saying to us today. Amen. Zombies are the perfect metaphor of conflict, chaos, and catastrophe. We are obsessed with the living dead. Zombies have been and will continue to be a mainstay in popular culture. Beginning in movies with men wrapped up in toilet paper to today, where we find full-feature cable television shows, the living dead are part of our culture. If you're not a zombie person, or maybe you're just not a cable person, on Sunday evenings you can tune into AMC's The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. Now, The Walking Dead are based on a graphic novel, and each week Rick Grimes and his crew try to navigate not only the living dead, that being zombies, but also the dangers. The dangers that lurk in a post-apocalyptic America, where the dead are not dead, and survival requires you to be weary of everything and everyone around you. Like every other show on cable television, the storyline from week to week does not change. Rick and his crew experience Problem X to kick off Season 5, and by the end of Season 5, Problem X has been solved, but do not be worried. A teaser for Season 6 reveals Problem Y and four new characters. That is just enough to keep you locked in for another season. For full, di- full disclosure, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead. I was, but I checked out two seasons ago when the storyline restarted and went from problem Z to problem A. It's an awful, futile show, and I can tell you exactly what will happen at any point in the plot, and I know that I will be correct because the show has not changed since it began. And that's just the problem with the way the living dead have worked their way into our popular culture. There's no end to it. Week after week, season after season, and frankly, show to show, it is the same. The characters are trying to live in a world where the living dead are present. And they, the only way that they can remain living, the living dead, is by feasting on those who are still alive. And the characters who we love begin to then feed on the survivors that they come into contact with, not in a cannibalist way, but in the exploitation of people. The story doesn't change. The characters do, though, but not by epiphany or circumstance. They either continue to die to the way of their new reality is shaping them, or they become the living dead. Zombies are human, but not quite whole. They're broken, disconnected between their reality and the reality of the community leading to hostility. In our scripture reading this morning, Israel has a problem. Ezekiel knows it, God knows it, and God knows how to address the problem. God called to Ezekiel, showing him a valley of dried up bones. There was no life left in the valley, and there was bone upon bone. 
God asked Ezekiel if these bones would ever experience life again. Ezekiel replied, if you see to it, then yes, they can. God said to Ezekiel, tell these bones to rise up. Tell them that new life is possible because you, Ezekiel, are my prophet. So Ezekiel did what he had been commanded to do by God and spoke to the bones and they came together, regaining skin and muscle and blood and tendons. Then God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy and breathe into their bodies. God told Ezekiel that these bodies were Israel. What seemed like hopeless graves were being opened up and the Lord would restore that which these bodies had lost. They would regain their land and their life. With the spirit of the Lord upon Ezekiel, this was possible. And the people were able to act because the Lord had spoken. Ezekiel, being a prophet, responds to the command of God to speak out. While Ezekiel knows life cannot return to the dry bones by his command, once God speaks, Ezekiel knows God can do that which Ezekiel himself could never do. So, what does this have to do with us gathered together this morning? What do zombies, Rick Grimes, Ezekiel, and a bunch of dry bones have to do with the church today? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Zombies, as I said earlier, are the perfect metaphor for chaos, conflict, and catastrophe. Because if you have ever watched a movie or television show with zombies, you know. You know full well that chaos, conflict, and catastrophe are the storyline. But in the church... In the church, we are living in a time where conflict has the ability to lead to catastrophe. Conversations about relevancy or reclaiming the church's place within the community are more common than many of you think they should be. There was a time when the church was the center of life. Scheduling baseball practice or a dance recital on a Sunday morning was never thought of. You did not consider skipping church to make it to brunch with a bunch of your friends from out of town. And C&E Christians, they were not the norm. Relevancy of the church in our communities is waning. I do not have to tell you that here this morning. There have been studies done, books written, and podcasts recorded about the topic. The topic of relevancy has been so overdone It's been overdone to the point that most of us are numb to the findings. Yeah, we know the church has lost its relevancy, but no, we don't know how to fix it. We know something is wrong, and yet we are just trying to survive week to week. We want to solve problem X before problem Y presents itself. But it seems we've started back at problem A. To make matters worse... Relevancy of the church in the mind of its members is waning. We see our attendance numbers dropping quarter to quarter or year to year and think, what's going on? What did those people, those people who are not here this morning, see that I haven't seen? Then slowly, we move from living as a body of the resurrected Christ to walking a long, slow death as we claw our way to reclaim something that has slipped from our reach. We cannot expect those outside the church to see us as relevant when we don't even see ourselves that way. 
It sounds harsh, but I don't know how else to say that. The conflicts we create as we debate ad nauseum how to reclaim that which we alone are trying to reclaim will lead to catastrophe within the local church, causing the local church to become a pile of dry bones. The dust on the pews will continue to grow as conflict within the church spills over onto social media and to the local news. Catastrophe will strike. In some cases, it already has, and before we know it, we will be living in a post-apocalyptic valley where relevancy won't be the problem anymore because we will have been left behind. In our endless conflict over relevancy, which essentially has become how do we get millennials to walk through our doors? We are moving like the walking dead. Not quite dead, but not quite living. Not quite living because we have forgotten that the one who called us and sent us was not concerned with relevancy. Christ himself was concerned with two things, loving God and loving each other. Back in the Valley of Dry Bones, Israel had been in exile, living outside the comfy confines of Jerusalem. Israel was longing for restoration of the good old days. This meant returning from exile, regaining the hope that had been lost. But if we listen carefully to God speaking to Ezekiel, we hear that hope is not lost. Ezekiel should hold on to his faith and so should Israel because God is faithful and when all hope is lost, God still acts. Moving from a pile of dry bones into restored life was not something that Israel could do on its own. Notice that the actor in our reading is God and not Ezekiel. God is speaking to Ezekiel, but the breath breathed into the bones was the breath of God. The valley of the dry bones did not regain tendons, flesh, and blood on their own or by the work of Ezekiel. New life is only possible through God. If we look back to Genesis and the creation of the heavens and earth, we see that God is in the business of creation, creating where there is nothing. The valley of dry bones had no life left in it in the eyes of Ezekiel, but in the eyes of God, it was primed for life. Before we can experience new life, we must first realize that only God can breathe life into that which we see as lifeless. If we seek to breathe new life into the local church, we must first rely less on ourselves and our own relevancy and then rely more upon the work God has called us to be a part of. What would an exploration of the dry bones reveal to us about our faith? What have we abandoned and what have we been drawn away from? God's Spirit works in both cases, resurrecting that which has been abandoned or forcibly removed. Irrelevancy and decline are the undead among us, preventing us from living the called life we were born into through the waters of our baptism. Without living into the new life we experience through the waters of baptism, We are not only those trying to survive the post-apocalyptic, zombie-infested world, 
Worst yet, we are the living dead, reaching, pulling, and ripping life out of anything and everything we can get our hands on. Without the living waters we emerge from and the new life promised to us in that exit, we are wandering through the world struggling to survive. What Ezekiel saw in the vision given to him by God was new life in a place where all life was considered gone. God did not raise up a select few to raise the others. Rather, God raised up the entire valley. Reclaiming what we think is lost to the ages cannot happen by individual work, but rather through the entire body of Christ, through those sinners and saints who gather weekly to pray, sing, worship, and share in the bread of life. I know that it sounds like a monumental task. Coming out of a post-apocalyptic world, and it is, But through the grace extended to us by the one who overcame the separation caused by sin and death, all things are possible. The dry bones we are living in are an opportunity to experience grace and the divine breath. Our dry bones are an opportunity to allow God to breathe the breath of life into those called to make disciples. Not being the lead character, And our own story allows us to yield to the one who can bring us out of our state of walking dead in our sins and bring us into new life. Thanks be to God. Amen.